Welcome to the Cybersecurity Readiness Podcast Series with Dr. Dave Chatterjee. Dr. Chatterjee is the author of Cybersecurity Readiness, a holistic and high-performance approach, a recently published book by Sage Publishing. He has been studying cybersecurity for over a decade, authored and edited scholarly papers, delivered talks, conducted webinars and shops, consulted with companies, and served on a cybersecurity SWAT team with chief information security officers. Dr. Chatterjee is an associate professor of management information systems at the Terry College of Business, the University of Georgia, and visiting professor at Duke University's Pratt School of Engineering. I'm delighted to welcome Tushar Sachdev, Chief Technology Officer, Core Wireless, who are on the Internet of Things space. Today's discussion is based on the theme going above and beyond the mandated checklist. To set the stage for today's discussion, when top management proactively takes every possible precaution to protect sensitive data because it is the right thing to do and not because there is a legislative requirement, that's when the organization would have taken a huge step forward in earning customer confidence and trust. I'm delighted that Tushar is with us to discuss this topic. I can't think of a person who is more qualified to speak on a topic that demands leadership attention. Prior to being the chief technology officer of Core Wireless, Tushar was the CIO of PRGX, who processed petabytes of retail data. Not only is Tushar qualified to talk about security from a data and things perspective, but also how to address these issues at an organization and a board level. So without further ado, Let's jump into the questions I have for Tushar today. So Tushar, what role can top management play in creating and sustaining a proactive information security culture? First of all, thank you, Dave, for inviting me uh, to your podcast. Uh, I think it's, uh, it's a delight and an honor and uh, your, uh, I, I read your book and, you know, what a fantastic read. So, so congratulations. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I would say, you know, three things. First and foremost, everybody, and this is easier said than done, right? Easier said than done. I was, I was in a, uh, a call today with my executive leadership. Uh, explaining what ISO 27001 is. It's a security uh, process and certification. And it's clear that this is not a technology responsibility, right? Uh, security is an org-wide responsibility. It, 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 it includes marketing, it includes customer support, it includes HR, it includes the CEO, it includes the board of directors. And unless uh, organizations are willing to accept that, uh, we, we will not have the right outcome, right? So first and foremost, everybody needs to understand that security 
uh, is supposed to be an org-wide responsibility and the top management can set the right tone uh, for for that right so that's the first culture change we need to get done uh, second is in my mind there is education which which is which is missing right so um, security again is not a tech subject uh, and even if there is uh, technical nuances to it if I go to somebody in marketing or if I go to somebody in operations and if I say what is ransomware, they better be aware of what is ransomware. They better know about it. They better know how uh, attacks happen. They know how, what and how uh, we are doing to protect ourselves from it. So uh, getting educated, not only how uh, you know, do's and don'ts, but being aware of security threats and what they mean to the organization uh, is an important uh, uh, is an important thing that top management can drive. Access control. What is access control? Role-based access control. How that gets implemented? It's RBAC is a is a word that only techies will understand. I want the world uh, over. Uh, everybody in every department to understand what RBAC means, role-based access control. What does that mean? Right? Uh, the third, it's it's an agenda on the board meeting. Right? Very clear. It should be once a quarter agenda on the executive leadership. It should be at least once in six months an agenda on the board meeting. And unless you make that uh, uh, an agenda item and you are forcing everybody to discuss this, this will not happen, right? So to me, top management, any right from the CEO needs to make sure that these three things are understood, right? People are uh, taking this as an all-wide responsibility. People are getting educated and then it's on the agenda, right? We will discuss cybersecurity. We will, you know, uh, create a security culture in the company. That is so powerful and telling. I really appreciate your points of view. They're totally aligned with the way I see things. Uh, following up on what you just said, you being a C-level exec, you'll have a lot going on, a lot on your plate. And yet you went on record saying, that cybersecurity is something that cannot be just treated as a technical subject. There has to be broad awareness and the leadership must take a lead role, must enhance their level of awareness as well. Given that, what advice and recommendations do you have for your fellow C-level executives? Where should they start? What should be the starting point? Yeah, sometimes if you get started as a CISO, right, or if you are a CTO like me, right, this can be a daunting set of tasks, right, saying, oh, I have to get started, right, and many companies are at ground zero. They've not done anything or they've done very minimal things to get by in the cybersecurity area, right? So how do I get started what do I start with? Where do I go? Is is um, is sometimes a challenging subject. And and uh, I remember 
when we started in PRGX, the first suggestions came were, uh, oh, let's put antivirus on our laptops. That's the first step. Well, yes, that is the first step. But, but, but have you analyzed what are your risks in the company? So I would say first know your company, especially all the data and the systems you're dealing with, right? And that awareness is sometimes missing, right? And I can tell you, I've seen scenarios where uh, there are uh, important customer data being processed uh, on a desktop, which is lying under somebody's desk. Fact, it's not fiction. This happens in every company all the time. People open up sensitive customer information uh, in spreadsheets and start working on that data, right? And that's a problem, right? So understanding where your data is, where your systems are, uh, is the first step. And, um, and this is uh, uh, not an easy task to get done, right? Uh, because uh, there is IT and then there is shadow IT, like Gartner says, and then there is shadows and shadows of IT across the company, right? So, so that's one. Then to now spot from that where your biggest vulnerabilities are. Right? Where, is, where is your, not only vulnerability, but where is your risk, right? So if you were map that to the risk, right? So if, if this kind of data is attacked, then my risk is much higher than the others is where you should go first, right? Um, and it may not be possible to fix everything in the first six months or the first one year, right? But uh, understanding what these things are, what do I need to protect, uh, starts with uh, uh, understanding the landscape. Then you create a, a risk impact kind of a model, right? Standard model saying, okay, what is the risk of uh, uh, um, something getting disrupted here? And then what is the impact? And you will soon realize that the impact is when you're dealing with sensitive customer information as opposed to you know employee information not that employee information shouldn't be taken care of uh, but the organizations where i have been is the priority always goes to customer handling of data because that's where your liabilities start to compound right again uh, you know i'm giving some practical advice i'm not trying to you know cyber security purists will you know be angry at me if i say you know uh, start with customer data then look at other data right but Practically, you need to see the impact on your organization and where uh, the chances of lawsuits are higher, the chances of you creating a liability for the company are higher, and that will start with customer information that you're dealing with. Then, of course, internal information and so on and so forth, right? So that's once you do the risk impact uh, sort of register, then you will, um, then you will get to know uh, what that is now. Use consultants, but use consultants who who have a good depth of your domain, right? Do not get uh, somebody who will, uh, as a cybersecurity expert from a consulting company who will come with a cookie cutter solution, right? Uh, depth of understanding in a domain and your business is very, very important. And if you are in a very, very uh, niche domain, then please rely on yourselves to make that understanding, right? Like we, I was in a niche business in, in the past and, and the only way we could uh, understand the risks and impact by sitting and, you know, 
indulging ourselves in in preparing that risk uh, analysis right and then then there are budgets right now of my experience with dealing with the boards uh, of two different companies one public one private uh, of all the budget asks that i go to them for innovation new projects uh, operational excellence cybersecurity gets approved first right everybody wants that to be clean and get done having said that there will be a limit of what you can spend every year on this area and uh, and your risk impact will drive where your 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 spend is going to be so that's how i would approach uh, uh, in a in a very practical way how how to take this subject forward that that makes a lot of sense in fact i'd like to touch upon a few things you talked about first it's very encouraging to hear that cybersecurity seems to get seems to be getting priority and budgets are getting approved because over the years as i've tracked cybersecurity spending and budgets things haven't been very pretty but i tend to agree with you that there is a consistent upward move from the standpoint of greater top management awareness greater top management recognition that cybersecurity should become a strategic priority and companies should work towards developing strategic competence in this area because it could make or break a company um you're again spot on when you talk about risk based asset identification and prioritization no organization has umpteen amount of resources so there has to be some prioritization going on the third point that you talked about about being a general level of awareness of the various systems there are various processes that are running in the organization you you mentioned about if yours is a niche organization you need to have a good understanding of your organization your processes don't wait for the consultants to tell you what to do and mindlessly go with that approach that speaks to the heart of our discussion today and that is we can't afford to just take the the check off the box kind of an approach yes here are a list of things that should be done these have been recommended let's just check them off i think the more important question is how well are we doing it are we genuinely committed towards securing organization towards securing customer data towards securing any other data that we consider sensitive and that needs to come from the heart of top management i might sound idealistic but it would be wonderful if that's the approach top management take without being motivated by a certain law or a certain legislation having said that what according to you you've had a lot of experience in top management in different types of companies what according to you are some challenges and hurdles that organizations encounter to get to a high state of cybersecurity readiness and in that context if you can share some best practices and success factors that would be great sure let me let me point out 
before I answer that on your previous uh, 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 commentary, that look, it it depends on the nature of the organization. I have been in an organization that spent uh, or processed petabytes of data, right? So for them, uh, there is no way you can compromise. This is retail sensitive data, world's largest retail. The next organization where I uh, am right now is dealing with Internet of Things. Uh, there is very sensitive data coming from a glucose monitor of a patient into uh, my pipe. And there is also data coming from uh, a, a truck carrying, uh, uh, you know, sensitive uh, even organs, right, uh, which is being transported from one place to another. So for us, this there is it's paramount to to have not only cybersecurity but it's it becomes a competitive differentiation for us right so that's and then of course i've been blessed with a ceo uh, a board who has always uh, been very uh, proactive in in uh, in not only listening but approving uh, what i wanted so so i have a sort of a biased view based on on that that the budgets are getting approved maybe that's not a generic statement but at least whatever i've seen so far uh, that's been the case okay so now your next now to your question uh, challenges uh, and success factors well let's start with the success factors right uh, it's the dave chatterjee framework right <laughs> so commitment preparedness and and discipline right that's that will drive success, right? So we, we need to get the commitment. We, we covered that. We need to get commitment not only from um, the security team, the technology team, the marketing team, the support team, the uh, operations team, uh, the human resources team, right? We, we need the commitment. So that we covered that. Education. The depth, and this has been my problem in general in technology. People leave technology as a technology subject or security as a security subject. And, and these are subjects that need to be well understood in, in the times we are by everybody, right? And, and, and each and every individual in the company needs to understand and have a, have a, have a, a depth of understanding of security, not just, not just a security education that you do every year, but I would encourage people to read, read about what, uh, what hackers do, read about what encryption is, read about, uh, um, uh, you know, what, what quantum computing will do uh, in the world of encryption, right? I mean, there are things which people need to educate themselves on and it's not, uh, there is no math or technology involved here. It's just understanding that. Uh, the third success factor is prioritization, right? You prioritize, uh, and spend uh, the budget to fix the gaps, right? So this is now in the uh, uh, preparedness category, right? Uh, educate yourselves, get the budgets to fix the gap. Um, security, and this is uh, one problem I have seen with, uh, with many organizations is, okay, you did a great spend in uh, 2018, you undertook a huge project to uh, get your SSAE or your ISO certifications done, and now it's become business as usual. No, life is changing. Uh, people are 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 after you, so it doesn't become uh, 
it doesn't become that you need to forget about it, but you need to make it business as usual, right? So, so now it it's discipline, right? Every uh, six months, it should be on the board agenda. People say secure by design, or people say sec secure code, right? I would say secure organization, right? Because they are now sort of practicing, like you practice meditation, you're practicing security uh, continuously as an organization, right? So that's in your uh, in your discipline category, and then you have to step stay a step ahead, right? It just doesn't stop. This this world is changing. The kind of threats that were relevant uh, five years ago uh, are, are gone, and there are some very new threats now. The kind of players that were trying to, if if somebody asked me in the 1990s who is a hacker. My answer would be a college kid who is, uh, you know, uh, wearing a, a, a nice jacket and a backward, uh, you know, hat is a hacker. But that's the perception that has changed, right? Uh, and uh, and which is good, right? Because things are changing in this world uh, uh, dramatically. So that's to me is the success factors. Uh, get the commitment. Get educated. Uh, prioritize your budgets. Uh, make it a part of life and never stop learning, right? Now, on to challenges, right? Um, like I said, people are uh, the biggest vulnerability. So you are supercharged in year one, the whole, whether we do this whole security thing, get ourselves educated. Year two, it's forgotten because I'm marketing, I have to do marketing and I'm support and I need to do support and, uh, and I'm a developer, what do I care about security? That uh, is a, uh, a blind spot, right? And, and that's a challenge, right? Uh, when you are most busy, when you are in your supercharged growth phase, when you are uh, growing as an organization, uh, numbers are looking great, Wall Street is happy with you, uh, everything is going gangbusters, that's when your security attack will come. So because you're least worried about security. Right, so so that's something to uh, to always keep in mind is this attack will can destroy you and a, a cyber breach can just destroy a company or it can just take them back three years, four years, five years, right? We know what happened with, uh, your book has great examples by the way on, on some of them. Right? Um, lack of focus on people vulnerabilities. We do great things about encryption, Cloud companies are offering encryption at rest, so you know it's there. We 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 ensure all the right system. We do monitoring. Uh, we have a SOC which is monitoring all our logs and spotting vulnerabilities. SOC is Security Operation Center. But uh, we we tend to ignore people vulnerabilities, and that's where the first attack comes from, right? So human lapses are the the biggest cause, and and um, we have to you know overcome that challenge right and uh, and and like you said discipline right it it needs continuous attention right if you have a lack of discipline then you will struggle well thank you for speaking to the framework commitment preparedness and discipline framework um, i developed this that framework based on research and my experience with practice um, you spoke to several factors, uh, significant factors. It's very refreshing and encouraging to hear 
someone like yourself um, recognize the importance of continuous attention, continuous learning, developing a security mindset throughout the organization. Um, a question that comes to mind, and I have often been asked this question on my talks and workshops, and the question has been, so Dave, how do you enhance cybersecurity education amongst senior level executives? What will it take for them to be willing to sit in a workshop or some kind of a training program? How do you go in that direction? What would be a thought for, you know, from your standpoint to make some progress in that direction if you feel that is a challenge? Well, let me use a bit of Hindi here, if that's okay, Dave. So, Sam, Dam, Dan, then paid, right? You remember that framework? <laughs> so, yeah. so, so you you explain, right? You you incentivize, right? Uh, if if explain doesn't work, you incentivize. Um, uh, you punish if uh, if incentive incentive incentives don't work. And then you tell them what other organizations are doing and what will happen to you if you don't do it, right? So uh, you 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 contrast it, contrast yourself with others, and and I, I think I think using that framework has always helped me uh, make uh, make executives sit and listen through what security is, right, and what why it's important and what you need to do about it, and and frankly, I mean. Um, the the challenging part is not to get their attention or their approval on committing to to a budget or a program the challenge is them getting themselves educated and their teams educated and that sometimes is a is a challenge right i have a ceo who's wonderful and he he sits down and understands iso framework he might even read a whole book over the weekend but then getting other executives somebody who is in a very different uh, department uh, has very low touch point and getting them to um, get educated on on, on cyber security is sometimes a challenge and, and sort of that's been that's been the struggle over the years is to get people once people are educated i think the problem becomes less and less the, the support suddenly comes uh, the commitment comes uh, from everywhere now, if we can expand the discussion and go beyond the organizational level and think in terms of the relationships that companies develop with service providers, with value chain partners. So as you, as you, as you will agree, hopefully, that it is not only a challenge to stay at a high level of readiness within the organization, and maintain that level of readiness, trying to get your business partners to achieve a certain expected standard. How do you do that? What steps can one take or is taken to get that buy-in from suppliers, customers, third-party service providers? Right. So, so first, the first step is to know your suppliers, right? And, and as simple as it sounds, is one of the biggest and most difficult steps. 
you don't know where in your now the organizations that i work with are are medium sized they're not big giants right but the the bigger you get the the problem becomes more daunting is who's really your supplier who's touching your data who's doing development for you uh, who is now processing your data downstream upstream that's a massive massive challenge to solve right because projects have been given they have been running for the past uh, you know 15 years uh, so there was a supplier who managed my uh, ip addresses or uh, who is processing this uh, little thing or who is a payment service provider for me and that connection has been established for years and your tendency is not to disturb that you know that uh, setup um because why why tinker something that's that's working and then there is shadow it and the projects that uh, you know your um, support organization has given to a provider they lord and got that budget approved because uh, you know your technology team was overwhelmed taking on that project um so mapping the suppliers is the first big challenge and that's that's not easy right so that's the first step now if you are engaged with contractors uh if you have third party developers who are helping you if you have third party contractors who are part of your uh, operational process make sure you're treating them like employees make sure you're giving them the same level of uh, cyber security training certification rigor um uh, that you give your employees i can tell you there are organizations really really good at this uh, and i i worked as a contractor as a consultant for uh, a company many many years ago and um, and uh, if i left my this is a very data sensitive company okay this is 2003 okay so so they look at the maturity of this company in 2003 um i left if i left my laptop unlocked physically unlocked now very very sensitive data company okay so bear in mind if i left my laptop unlocked and i am caught thrice uh, with my laptop unlocked i don't have a job i'm out right so so there are people who really do this and that's the level we should aim at right is your suppliers will be treated at that same level of rigor uh, as you are especially your contract staff who are ingrained in your processes or your development right then of course if you are interfacing at a data level if you are interfacing at an api level your your interface is to be very very clean right um contracts when i say contracts not a, a, a paper contract but a contract at an api level needs to be clean and well defined and monitored right monitoring is important right and and that's that's something which is just should be part of your your uh, software life cycle process right uh, now there are other things exchange which people ignore right oh i have taken care of my apis i'm monitoring it done no 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 you are exchanging emails with your supplier sometimes you are sending sensitive information to a supplier and the supplier says i have a gmail id can you send it to gmail or hotmail or whatever and that's not okay right so you need to have that understanding and that 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 cannot be fixed by simply monitoring and putting 
tight tech systems right it has to be education at that individual level your uh, uh, somebody in your finance department is sharing data with some other provider and the data is being sent over uh, email in gmail in a spreadsheet dangerous big red flag right so the some of those things will improve only based on you know people's understanding of why this is important and so on now in the spirit of what you started with sending a 600 line question to a supplier and making them tick all the boxes and doing it even doing it year on year that's not enough right i mean that's just a start to evaluate a supplier but a continuous mindset adoption uh, uh making sure they are uh, uh, doing this on a constant basis making sure they are genuinely a good security organization uh, spotting when ownership changes sometimes a company gets acquired uh, uh, by a firm whose objectives are uh, or an owner whose objectives are different uh, and they say cut costs and you know lo and behold the the security budget has been slashed in half should you be working with such a supplier probably not right so so awareness uh, uh, is is important and this can happen over a period of time so keeping this continuous mindset like you like you describe in your discipline uh, area is very very important you know i i loved your example uh, of the company in 2003 where if you left your laptop for a few minutes and walked away you could lose your job if they caught you doing that thrice and that brings up my next question which relates to the performance evaluation system and this speaks to what you've talked about both from an employee standpoint as well as from a supplier standpoint what are your thoughts on how should the performance evaluation system of an employee be suitably modified configured to include some measures that track or capture um commitment to cybersecurity governance or support for cybersecurity governance similarly when agreements are being crafted with third party service providers with suppliers are there any good practices about what could you include in there that would achieve a higher level of commitment maybe a, a higher level of shared responsibility where the suppliers are equally committed to protect the client data and that would make for such a huge difference because legally the organization storing the data on a client on a server of a supplier of a third party service provider is still responsible if something happens to the data we all know that but if we can move to the next level where the service provider the let's say the owner of the data center or uh, organizations running the data center they are willing to make a certain level of commitment willing to uh bear a, a share of the risk if something were to go wrong how do we get that level of commitment that level of shared responsibility 
Yeah, so let's let's first talk the employees. Yes, I think that awareness is uh, needs to come. I think that's the next level, right? Is having cybersecurity as part of your performance appraisal now. Uh, over the years, my views on performance appraisal uh, have never matched with what HR's views are, but that's a topic for a complete new topic for a different day, Dave. But I agree. The an employee, whether it's an employee in um, sales or finance or technology. Now, of course, an employee in uh, a developer will have a far more uh, impact on cybersecurity. So it should be far more stringent, uh, whereas somebody in finance will have uh, relatively less, not that it's not there. Uh, so adding that as, uh, as an area, right? Uh, most organizations have... Uh, uh, measurement on uh, values um, uh, and I think this should be one of those right not only your company values and how committed you are to the values but how committed you are to cyber security should be added as uh, and I would I would encourage that and through your podcast I want to you know draw full support to that right so so that's on employees uh, well on the supplier side there is um, there are two things which are happening which is encouraging Right. And, and we being suppliers to many large companies, uh, one is uh, we get scored on security, right? Whether it's uh, responding to an RFP or whether it's vendor evaluation scorecard, this is becoming a common feature uh, in, in, in uh, now that's not enough. So I'm coming to the second point you made, right? But, but, uh, but the first is yes, this is becoming a norm. Uh, and uh, especially uh, security aware companies, companies with good cyber practices are making this a norm, so which is very encouraging. On the, uh, uh, on the commitments, there is always liability, right? Now, the, the problem with liabilities are, of course, there is limited liability. If you push a supplier who is very small to give you a very large liability, then the supplier becomes unfeasible uh, or it becomes unfeasible for the supplier to sign up. And then, then you lost a good vendor, though they had good practices, but you're tying them to a larger liability. So that needs to be solved in a, in a, in a different way. And uh, I think the industry needs to crack that, like buying joint insurance, or committing to a certain level of insurance if something goes wrong based on the sensitivity of the data that they are handling. There needs to be newer models coming up than simply adding a liability clause in your contracts, right? And those models have not yet matured, but I think it's it, it's it's uh, it's going to come. We, we had a similar situation where a customer was demanding something and we said, okay, we'll commit to buying insurance at this level, right, uh, on this. And here is, here is how we are protecting ourselves. We don't want to get into that situation because, you know, I'll have to pay higher and higher premiums, right? It's not free. Uh, and, and, and it's not an easy job if, if there is a breach. Um, but uh, but then there needs to be some joint uh, model, especially with suppliers who handle very, very sensitive information. And those, those models will, will mature in the next, I would say, three to five years. Good to know. That's very encouraging. Um, my final question relates to cybersecurity insurance. You just mentioned about that. Just curious from your 
you know, you said that your organization is a supplier to many other organizations. How useful or effective is that insurance? Well, it's a must, to be honest, right? And uh, because the insurance is not only... Uh, you will be protected from a limitation of liability clause in your contract, right? So that doesn't go away. But whenever there is a breach, you're not only you're not only dealing with the liability to your customers. You're dealing with reporting to government agencies. You are dealing with uh, what kind of breach that has happened. You are you are dealing with sixty things at that time, right? Actually, the I I, I was in a lecture by. Uh, one of the uh, South Georgia-based uh, companies and uh, uh, their CISO gave um, a, a great uh, framework of uh, what happens after a breach, right? And it's daunting. The amount of things, the amount of people you need to get on board, the amount of things you will need to take care of, uh, um, the amount of parties you will need to inform from state to federal to uh, customers, this requires this becomes a big, big program by itself. And to to manage that program, you you don't have funding, right? I mean, this is not that you fund every year for, right? So so that's where the insurance becomes uh, very very useful um, to help you through that phase. Uh, in addition to uh, the liabilities that you will have, so so I mean, in my mind, it's a must. Now the question is how much, right? Uh, 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 um, I, if I say million dollar question, then the, is the insurance limited to a million dollars? But no, it's a it's a big question, um, and it, you have to weigh in uh, all these factors as you decide. Then there are uh, it's an actual now an actual problem, right? Uh, risk versus uh, how much insurance you buy, and there are good uh, uh, consultants who can help you map the kind of risks by looking at other companies of your size, of your industry and say, here is what you should be looking at and so on and so forth. But that science needs to also strengthen uh, the actuarial behind cybersecurity insurance need to mature. It's, it's new, it's not to the level of other sciences that are out there. Well, Tushar, you've shared with us so much and very, very valuable insights. Thank you so very much. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. Hope you will come back and continue to enlighten us with your wise thoughts and perspectives. If you like what you heard, please leave the podcast a rating and share it with your network and also subscribe to the show. Thank you again for listening and I'll see you in the next episode. The information contained in this podcast is for general guidance only. The discussants assume no responsibility or liability for any errors or omissions in the content of this podcast. The information contained in this podcast is provided on an as-is basis, with no guarantee of completeness, accuracy, usefulness, or timeliness. The opinions and recommendations expressed in this podcast are those of the discussants and not of any organization.